Hi listeners. When we invited our guest today, we really didn't know what to expect. And indeed, he managed to surprise us with a live brain gym session and redefining what communication and creativity means. We believe today's episode will surprise you and engage you. Welcome to Radar Vesanius. Uh, hey, Radar, would you like to introduce the pod? Hello, and welcome to the Nordic Leaders Podcast. You're through to David, Nick and Stefano, and you may be pleasantly surprised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Nordic Leaders Podcast. Uh, we have today with us one of the most famous voices of Finland, Reidar Vazenius. He's a speaker, a voice actor, an educator, a technologist. He's known to millions for the recorded message on the Italian answering phone service and also as the announcer on VR trains, the national Finnish railways. Welcome, Reidar, and thanks for coming here. Yeah, thank you very much. Good good to be here. Fortunately, I'm not very famous, and I have to say immediately, of course, I am absolutely not the most liked or appreciated Finnish voice. However, because I am in so many places, I am arguably actually the Finnish voice heard by most people in the world. That is most probably true. So you're heard but not listened. How does it feel? <laughs> Yes, I recently went on to TikTok and uh, there were people, especially youngish people of the ages of 13, 14, 15, who've never seen my face before. And uh, <clears throat> their reactions were not necessarily positive. So, Right, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I can't uh, let being a voice heard by many people go up to my head and, and, and there is no pride I need to be very humble. It was a very humiliating experience. I think that's how you learn. So the, just for David and Nick, which are on the other line, don't go to TikTok. It seems not to be the best place in the world. <laughs> I have to say that you really outdid yourself there because if it was a humiliating experience, you seem to have humiliated yourself two million times. <laughs> yeah, yes. During the first two weeks, I, I published only three videos and got more than uh, two million views I mean, I'm 53 now. Some chaps, when they're 50, they purchase a Harley Davidson or do crazy stuff like that. I recently left my corporate job and joined a startup and I went on to TikTok. Young people were really surprised and flabbergasted and amazed, etc. It was mostly shock and awe. My daughter said to me that she doesn't care what I do as long as I don't go on TikTok. If daddy goes on to TikTok, that's the end. This, this old man did, and the rest is history. But yeah, seriously speaking, I, I can't really necessarily recommend it. However, I think worth noting at this stage is that I've been on social media and, and the precursors of modern social media for more than a decade, even before most of the people on TikTok were even born. Having studied computer science at the Helsinki University of Technology in, in Otaniemi in Espo, we were doing things like this, chatting away through the nights online already in the 80s. And most of these young people were born in the 90s or, or, or the noughts. That sounds amazing, and we are going to talk much more about that later on. In the meantime, uh, you have heard already on the line David Goldard, our fantastic president of the Nordic Leadership Network. What's fantastic president good for you, David, today? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, um, I was on mute. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it is Friday afternoon. Thank you. 
<laughs> okay. British aplomb. And then our awesome other host, which is Nick Vertigans. Hello, Nick. Thank you, Stefano. So kind. I was just Googling just to find out what TikTok is. <laughs> no, I've just, I have done some homework. Obviously, I've been on TikTok. So tell us, Nick, what is TikTok? Uh, it's an app where you can see short videos of people doing brilliant things and sometimes not so brilliant things. But what Radar did, I thought was great. So everybody get onto TikTok and check out Radar and give him some love online because it's excellent. Thank you. Very good to be here. And I, I do think Friday afternoon is a good time to do this. I'm in a very relaxed mood. So it's perfect for a chat like this. So, Radar, you've been doing acting, freelance journalism, and you've been working in the business world, for instance, with Samsung, Nokia, Telia, a lot of other companies. You also have worked as a personal brainer, an inventor of communication technology. You have some patents as well. You're a keynote speaker, a moderator. Uh, what haven't you done? I've been doing all kinds of things. And, and people sometimes uh, say it in much sort of a less positive tone that you just did, questioning my sanity or, or, or putting it as if I'm all over the place. I have to point out that there is only one thing I've been working on, and that's communications, also known as influencing. I've been uh, working full-time and part-time and as a freelancer in uh, pedagogical influencing, some people call that education or training. I've mostly been doing adult education and, and corporate trainings. The second thing I've been doing is really commercial influencing. Some people call that advertising, marketing, sales promotion, etc. So that's what I've been doing. The third thing is I've been doing journalistic influencing. I've been working as a reporter, as an editor, etc. So in my mind already for some decades, these are all the same thing. My job right now, even this very second with you, is to change your thinking. My job is to copy associations from my brain into your brains and change your minds. So to ensure that you will be thinking and at least to some extent also acting differently henceforth. And that's what all these three areas are about. Uh, someone talking about the weather or news or teaching kids in school or whatever, their job is to make sure that the human beings with whom they interact when they walk away, they are, to some extent, slightly different human beings, slightly different people than they were before the interaction. That's my job. It's really fascinating how Radar thinks about communication. Here he goes to the heart of what communication is. Communication is all about helping people to change the way they think and change the way that they act. It's a fantastic way to frame the job of a proper communicator like Radar. It's not just about telling things, it's about making people understand things. And as a consequence of the understanding, act and think differently. Really nicely put. So, listeners, beware. We are going to have some some changes in the way how you think. So, uh, David, this sounds very fascinating to me, the way how Radar thinks about communication and the, the, the way how he thinks about the things he has done so far. What have you picked up? I picked up the Radar. You've been doing this for a while. And the, many of the things that you have done have been around the same 
theme of communication and influencing. And the the chat we had about TikTok is just the latest channel for mm-hmm. influencing. If we could just hop back, we were talking about your varied career, and actually what I wanted to ask you was what's been the most fun? You, loads of things that you've done throughout your career, and what's giving you the biggest kick? That's a super interesting question. I've never been asked that in a discussion like this. Just very spontaneously, I have to say, I enjoyed working on with commercial radio back in the late 80s, early 90s. One of the gigs I was given was to go into railing. So I, I was traveling for free for a month, and I was even paid for that. And every now and then I, I find a, found a phone booth or something like that which was a thing back then. And I called back uh, Radio 1, 91.1, Radio Ettan, Radio Ykkönen, 91.1 Helsinki, and uh, gave a report. And I did that actually for a summer as well uh, in another regular program that I had on the same uh, radio station when I was living in Los Angeles in 91, working for Tekes, now Business Finland. Uh, and then I had a radio program They were really a lot of fun because I was able to work as a journalist, as a reporter, finding out cool new things and doing it from abroad. And I was never sure whether technology would would work. I've been I've studied computer science at the Helsinki University of Technology, and I remember all those different phone booths and different solutions I had to come up with to just get my voice from the other side of the globe to the broadcasting in Helsinki. Oh. Actually, even topping that, the most fun, now I know, yes, the most fun I've ever done is I'm walking around with an 11-kilogram phone with a cord. Yeah, I remember that. A receiver, and I'm on the railway station of Kerava and Corso, and I'm walking up to people and telling them, hello, I'm Radar from Radio 1. How is your um, morning commute going? People shaking their heads, running away, thinking this crazy madman with this big brick under his arm with this cord, like a a technology student humor prank thing coming up to them. Some people actually believed me and they gave a comment. Most didn't. This was 6.30 a.m. the morning show, harassing people. Also connected with trains. Thank you for asking, actually. That brought lots of memories. I could go on about that. But that we, was definitely the most fun thing, yes. Pretty damn cool to be paid to go interrailing. I guess today you'd be a travel vlogger. Sure, yes, exactly. That was, so that was my first job with the National Railway Company, actually. So that's why then they actually asked you to record the, the message, or I was it before? It must have been sort of a, a small plus, although just the, the short version of the process was that there was actually a, a public process where three finalist gentlemen voices and three female voices were actually heard on national radio and people went online and voted. So I got the most public votes. David, what a, what a great question. Maybe to take up on your most recent venture. So if those were some, you gave us some good ideas there in terms of what was the most fun for you in terms of work. In August, you joined Breaks Finland, or who, as creative director. 
and Breaks Finland helps client organization employees feel well and do well and flourish and thrive at work. Could you tell us a bit about how that works? Yeah, sure. Especially right now when people are isolated from the world and separated from each other, what may happen is that people get some sort of cabin fever, if you will. They feel um, enclosed, encapsulated in this sort of spaceship. Even in a worst case scenario, people might experience similar symptoms to, to, to what an animal feels in a cage. So an animal being really stressed out, seeks solace and uncertainty in, in uncertain times from walking just around or in an a figure eight or something. That's a clear sign to anyone. The ultimate visual uh, clearly evidence of a person being in a really bad shape is that they just rock back and forth and, and make some kind of monotonous sounds. Now, it's not that bad, but people are walking from their bedroom to toilet, to kitchen, to toilet, to kitchen, to bed, to toilet, to kitchen. It's, it's a small, repetitive, weird world. And you can read increasingly about this in, even in the news, is that organizations are, are well, maybe not paralyzed, but they're not operating at full capacity. That's clear, because people are um, uh, anxious, and they're not it's very hard to think new thoughts and question your what, what you're doing or be innovative. In a nutshell, what our breaks do is that they really break the monotony. They break the day. That's where the day name comes from. You take a break. You break something. And we break those patterns of unwanted and unnecessary repetition, whereby we have a, a few dozens of really good creative professionals who deliver breaks. So people sit in front of the laptops, maybe like I do now here in, uh, in my kitchen, but they keep their cameras and microphones open. And then once or twice a week, they have a 30-minute or 60-minute break together. Now, the tasks, the exercises that these singers, actors, choreographers, painters, etc., have people do require and, and build creativity. Now, when you do it with all your colleagues watching and listening, it not only requires and develops your creativity, but obviously some courage as well. And besides courage, because when people in, are encouraged to do this and, and actually do, it also being, builds community. So these are the three important things. Hashtag creativity, hashtag courage, hashtag community. And in combination, at the end of the day, this is what gives people empowerment. So instead of being alone and afraid, they now are empowered to look seriously at what could we do differently. They individually and the organization remains innovative because they're more mentally flexible instead of rigid. And when there is this external demand to change operations, it becomes much more easy because they're more mentally flexible thanks to these creative exercises. So they are not only more innovative, but more resilient. So more innovation and more resilience. That's what we offer. That's great. 
I think that's what people need right now. Hi, listener. Now, if you're interested to have a sneak peek what one of these brain exercises in Radar's mental gym looks like, go and check out our bonus episode with Radar, where he walks us through, during the podcast recording, one of these mental exercises. Actually, we suggest that you try and do it as well. It's very short and very quick, but very powerful in our opinion. So, subscribe to our podcast tell someone you love that you found this podcast how cool it was and go and find the bonus episode in the mental gym with radar radar one thing i've noticed about you today is you improvise really gracefully and really easily and really well so how do you do that how do you improvise so effectively so quickly that the truth of the matter is, of course, that as I've been doing what I'm doing now and I was just doing with you for over 30 years, the sort of catalogue or library, if you will, of various anecdotes, small jokes, small exercises is quite vast. And, and I say that sort of in a humble way because I'm not saying I have a, va- a vast, beautiful catalogue or library of things. It, it just means simply that I've been doing this for such a long time that I very rarely need to come up with something new. All the things I told you now, I've said dozens of times in various settings, in various in front of various audiences and on live radio, TV, etc. So the challenge here really is not to come up with something witty. My challenge, frankly, is the real-time editing going on in my head. Even right now, I've been speaking for over 30 seconds in response to your question, and I need to start finishing now. So I need to keep editing and cutting all the time. And I have lots of ideas and thoughts and pathways through which I need to go. So my, my challenge is to, to remain focused and sound concise. That if you think, what is going on in this guy in the head of this man? That's what's going on. This internal dialogue of editing, cutting, shut up, radar. Just skip that. Go straight there. That that's what I'm actually doing. Radar. We'd really like to ask you, out of all of these things that you do and this wide and varied career, what would you say is your purpose? Definitely to help human beings feel well and do well as many other human beings as possible, feel as well as possible and do as well as possible. My maxim is that living is learning. Every second right now, we're all creating new associations in our neural networks. So there are there's a film, not just the recording, but in our heads, as we know, of course, there's this multi-sensory film being recorded right now. There are skills being accumulated, there are opinions being accumulated, knowledge and sensory inputs. Basically, generally speaking, if you look at our uh, brain and, and central nervous and four kinds of stuff, knowledge, skills, opinions, and then these memories, these multisensory movies being stored. Now, I want to accumulate such stuff, distill them and give them to other people. So the core of things, I, I feel I'm a journalist slash educator. You can help people feel well and do well. Based on what I've accumulated, I want to share it, copy it from my brain into the brains of others. So that's what I'm trying to do as many minutes of every day of my life as possible. 
learning is fun because it means that if you thirst for knowledge, you feel a sense of exhilaration when you learn new things. When you look at these two things, if living is learning and learning is fun, it means that living is fun. Wonderful. And I sense spending 30 minutes or so with you, having fun is also something that is close to your heart. It is. I, I think especially on that note, I think it's super important to not to take oneself too seriously. That has to do with me uh, taking a brain bungee jump into the world of TikTok and become joining a small startup as a partner suddenly at this age and this stage in my life, etc. It is super important to take our commitments, our work, our promises seriously. But that in no way means or should mean that we take ourselves too seriously. That would be a mistake in my mind. Thank you, Radar. And looking at David and Stefano, certainly two guys who I, I feel don't take themselves too seriously. And I'm very grateful for that because I have the chance to team up with them every week and I love it. Do you have any other questions for our guest today? I was really thinking back to, to what you said for a moment about this editing process in your head and uh, making sure that you keep it together in a way. And I, I kind of feel that that's a bit the, the job of a communicator. If you really want to communicate properly what you have in, in your head, you have to go through that editing process and, and make sure that whatever you have in mind gets to the other party in the right way. And I was actually reading... I was actually reading a book the other day and it was very well said that listening is a creative process because once you're listening, you are trying to recreate the same mental structures that are in the person who's speaking to you in your own head. And so listening is very much a creative process contrary to what we might think. In Latin, you have, of course, the old verb comunicare, which comes from the adjective communis, which means common, something you have in common. It's the adjective, common. And communicare is what I'm doing now. I'm taking that which is private and making it common, making it shared. That is the exact sense of the word and what we are talking about. So I am literally copying associations from my brain into your brains. And you are creating new knowledge, new opinions, new skills, and new memories. And that, of course, in turn means that our memories in an associative neural network, a.k.a. our brain, is a part of our creative process. Sometimes you erroneously hear people talking about creativity and human memory being too separate faculties. That is, of course, not true at all. Our every memory faculty we have are just part of a much larger set of faculties known as creativity. You are literally creating memories right now and forming opinions about me, my voice, and, and everything that's happening here. So you're being very creative every second, which we is are. just another way of saying exactly what Stefano was saying. And I think that the skill that you have and every good communicator has is that this editing process, as you said, is constantly ongoing because you really want to make sure that whatever you have in, in, in your head gets copied properly and there is no mistakes in the copy. And that's what really distinguishes great communicators from not so great ones is that there is this editing process. So 
you are aware what you want to, what you have to take away. Well, I think we're coming to the end of our time now, Radar. Thank you so much for that romp through communication and creativity and how they are linked. Absolutely wonderful. Could we end today? Could you end the episode, please, with just a little announcement about our pod? The Nordic Leaders Podcast will shortly be arriving on all major platforms. That's absolutely fantastic, Radar. Thank you so much. Could you just say it one more time, please, to finish? The Nordic Leaders Podcast will shortly be arriving on all major platforms. Hey, listener. It's Stefano here. Since you got until here, we think that you might like the podcast. It would mean so much if you could leave us a five-star review and share this with as many of your friends as possible. This will help us be discovered and spread the news. Can you just take five minutes and do that for us? Thank you.